Blessings, everyone. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, again, I ask that you just sort of pass the word about this time together. That's the way that we're growing. Uh, we get more and more people every day. And so just let folks know. Uh, sometimes you have to walk them through it. I understand because it's a new technology to a lot of folks. But once you set up a computer or a tablet or your phone or your car, isn't that amazing? You can listen to these things in a car. Uh, once you do that, it's really simple to operate. And so uh, just take the time and help somebody and get it set up and then encourage them to start from the beginning, because as you know, uh, these things are sort of cumulative. (laughs) There are some topical things and uh, you can probably discern where those are if you sort of scroll through, but it's easier just to listen to it all the way from the beginning. So what we're examining now is we're looking at what is commonly referred to as spiritual gifts. And, uh, you know, even that phrase sometimes uh, throws up red flags in people's mind. I heard a gentleman last night uh, express these things as manifestations of the Spirit. And I really, really like that because that is what it is uh, that we're speaking of. The Spirit does this. When you repent and confess, the Holy Spirit comes in and lives within you. Is that not amazing? And yes, the Holy Spirit is God. God Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God comes and dwells and lives within each and every true believer. Now, there are false believers. There are false professors. There are those that do religious things, and they've been baptized a hundred times, and they sing in choirs, and they preach, and they teach, but they're really not true believers. And people say, well, how can that be? Well, they're just doing it in the flesh. They're doing it of their own volition, and they really, truly haven't repented and confessed. As a matter of fact, I think there's a huge portion of those that say that they're truly saved and those that say that they belong to the body of Christ who fall into that category, that they're not truly saved. I don't say that to instill fear or anything of that manner, but it is something that we must uh, check out. Scripture tells us to examine yourself, to see if you be of the faith. It says that in 2 Corinthians. And so we would do well to check and to make sure. Well, when we're saved, the Spirit comes in and He pours forth Himself. And he manifests himself in various and different ways. And in several portions of the scripture, he describes these things. But there's nowhere where the Lord comes along and says, okay, here are the gifts of the spirits, one, two, three, four, this kind of thing. He doesn't do that. As a matter of fact, God really sort of resists doing that with most things because he knows how man is. Man wants to come along, and we want to systematize and legalize, and after that we metastasize, right? Because we want to come along, come along and say, okay, if you do this, 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 and check off that little list, then you must be all right. And uh, the Lord has told us, he told his children this, you know, it's not your sacrifice that I'm interested in, it's your heart. And so uh, we would do well to realize that the Spirit comes and functions, as we're going to see, as he desires. And he moves within giftedness and empowerments as he desires. What we do, we come along and say, okay, you have a gift, a spiritual gift of teaching. You have the spiritual gift of faith, and that's it. You have those two gifts. That's what you received when you were born again. And so you will never receive anything else. Uh, That's what most people believe out of my background. And that's totally wrong. If we have the Holy Spirit then we need to be open to the fullness of the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit releasing whatever He desires to release whenever He desires to release it and get over this idea that we have to be able to label it, okay? And we have to be able to say this or that. What that does, it opens doors for lack of faith because we'll come along and we'll say, um, for instance, there's a spiritual gift of mercy, and somebody will say, well, I don't have mercy, and I definitely don't have the spiritual gift of mercy. 
I used to say that all the time in our local Bible studies. I would say something like that. And about 20 years ago, one of my best friends came up and said, you know, when you say that, because I would say, hey, you know, I don't have the spiritual gift of mercy. If you want that, you better go to somebody else. And she said, you know, when you say that, I think you're actually quenching the spirit. and It's not allowing the Lord to do that in your life. Well, that pretty well shut me up, right? <laughs> it did, because she was absolutely correct. She was absolutely right about that. And so we need to be real careful. We don't want to quench the spirit in any way, uh, either by not knowing, being ignorant about something, or saying, well, I don't see that. And we'll say that because we've never seen it functioning in our life. Well, that doesn't mean that God may not want to do it. He may want to pour forth the power to heal somebody through you. And it may happen at one point in your life 30 years from now. I don't know. None of us know. But I want to be open to the fullness of the Holy Spirit and all that he desires to do. And so when we speak of spiritual gifts, uh, yes, that's the okay term and we're going to use it. But we really need to understand that it's just the fullness and the completion of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. So we've looked at Romans 12. And all this, obviously, is just a cursory, cursory overview. Uh, we've looked at what Romans 12 says about it. We're about to look at 1 Corinthians 12, and then Ephesians 4 and 1 Peter 4 also speak to this. Those are the four major passages in Scripture. There's several others that allude to it, but those passages are really important. So in 1 Corinthians 12, here's what Paul is saying. He's writing back to the church at Corinth, and this church sounds a good bit like all the churches we're in. He says this, you have everything you need. He says this earlier in the letter. He says, you've got it all. He said, but there's some problems there. You know, there's some of you that say, oh, I'm of Peter. Others say, oh, I'm of Paul. Others say, oh, I'm of Apollos. Others say, oh, I'm of Jesus. And he says, really, why, why are you doing that? Why are you divided like that? You know, and then he sort of talk, talks to some about that. And then he says, uh, and there's some sin among you. There's a dude right there that uh, is having an affair with his father's wife. And y'all think that's OK? You really shouldn't be doing that. And they had other questions about things. And he dealt with questions. So he deals with that in the first 11 uh, chapters of 1 Corinthians. But then he comes along and he starts answering some questions that they had about some things. Okay, he, uh, There was apparently somebody that had contacted him. Because the first thing he says in the first verse of chapter 12, 1 Corinthians, is this. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Now, when you read this in, in an English translation, it says, Now, concerning spiritual, and the word gifts is in italics. And you remember what that means. That means that that word is not uh, in the oldest extant copies that we have of this. And so we put that word in there where we'll know what he's talking about. But whenever I see a passage like that, I often will just read it again and omit that word just to see what it sounds like. So listen to this. Now, concerning spirituals. Some translations actually say it that way, concerning spirituals. He says concerning spirituals. And he's, he's talking about how the Spirit moves within the body of Christ and how it functions. And it's, we just have time left for a couple of things here that are foundational to this stuff. First of all, he calls them brethren. <laughs> Don't ever forget that. Now, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren. It's the brethren. It's the true body of Christ that will experience the giftedness and the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. Everything else is fraudulent and false. It's totally false. He says, concerning these things, brethren, I do not want you to be unaware. Paul really did not want them to be <laughs> unaware about this giftedness, unaware about what was happening with them as the body. And so verse 2, let me just read this real quick and we'll be done. He reminds them of their past. He says, you know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to the mute idols. 
however you were led. And he's reminding them, you know, before you were saved and you were pagans, you were involved with these idols that were mute, that didn't say anything, whatever it was that you were involved with. Then the first verse of verse three, which we'll pick up the next episode, says, therefore, <laughs> therefore. So he's saying this. Hey, you know, concerning spiritual gifts, concerning that question you've got about that and how this functions and what's going on, I don't want you to be unaware. Sadly, most of the body of Christ today is unaware of these things. Uh, to our detriment. But he says, I don't want you to be unaware. I want you to remember, remember how you were when you were pagans and you worship and you were led astray by the mute idols. In other words, idols that can't speak and that can't do anything. You remember those days? And then he's going to show them where they are today and what the Lord has done for them today and that with which they are empowered today. It is an exciting thing. Well, anyway, my time's up for today. And so uh, begin reading 1 Corinthians 12. Go back and read Romans 12 again. Uh, if you read these every day, it would be so, so beneficial because the Lord would speak to you uh, and he would show you line upon line, precept upon precept, his truth. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for being with me and I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.